His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under His covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. 
His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends. Tonight the worship in this place. Welcome to Wednesday night refreshing. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? <laughs> we don't have too many places that allow us to meet on a Wednesday night, so it's good when we can hang out together. Amen? Well, we're going to have a great time in the presence of God. We're going to receive from God, and we're going to give Him worship and praise. Amen? Father, we thank you tonight for this time of gathering. We thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst, that you are here with us. And we thank you that you are our Father, and we can call you our Heavenly Father. We worship you in this place, Lord. Receive our worship tonight, Father, as we give glory and honor to you in Jesus' name. Amen. This is my desire to
it, Father. Bring it. Yes. More. More. Pour it out. 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 More. 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 Fire. Fire. Yes, Father. Stretch this place. Stretch it. Father, come down like a heavy downpour like never before, Father. We want a heavy downpour. Trench this place like never before. Like never before, Father. More. More. Fire. Fire. Yes. More. Yes. Trench this place. More. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Flood this place. Yes, Father. Open up the floodgates. Open up the floodgates. Yes. Fire. Fire. Yes. Breathe down on us more, Father. Breathe down on us. Yes, Father. Fill this place. Fill this place. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us, Father. More. Pour it out. Pour it out. Yes, Father. Trench us. Trench us in your love, Father. Trench us in your love like never before. More. 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 your love even more, 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 Father, more, more, yes, Father, yes, Father. Father, we want to hear what you've got to say to us, so we want to hear what you've got to say. in the fire well you got it this can be living in, like, in you like never before for my great love for you it's going to be turned into like a blazing flame your heart going to be burning for me like never before your minds are going to be renewed like never before and I tell you I love you more than you never know I love you more than you ever know. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Did a great job. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Tell you, God is good, isn't he? He is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for your great, great love you have. Thank you, Lord. Yes. We have another tongue coming in. Forget ready. My voice is going to be heard even more in you, like never before as well. Because you're opening up a floodgate in your hearts like you never had. I am pouring out my spirit on you like never before. So get ready. Get ready for this new day has come. For I've given you great things. And you're going to see visions, dreams like never before. So get ready. Get ready. Yes. <laughs> Father, we just thanking you for this awesome night. For you are glorious and you are mighty indeed. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who sits on your right side. For he went forth and did the deed, so we've come closer to you. And we thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, sending the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. And we thank you, Father, because you are mighty. Yes. Yes. And we thank you tonight for coming. We thank you, Father, for being here with us. And we thank you, VCF, for your great givers, that's for sure. We thank you for coming and expecting what the Lord's bringing here tonight. And uh, we're getting ready for kids' life. We have good teachers, and we thank you for these. They are great warriors, these youths. And we thank you, Father. And we clap and we rejoice for, for, this, for these kids' life. Yes. Yes. So tonight we're going to do, we're going to be doing receiving from heaven tonight. The Lord's saying is um, he wants us to take a place. We, he wants to put us in a place where we can receive from heaven. And the thing is, the Lord's telling us, 
he wants us to come closer with our hearts. He wants us to come closer. And we're going to go into Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. It says, Let the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And it says, The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that you may know that you hope of his calling which are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance. And said, in the saints, and what is exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe, is according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ. And he raised him from the, from the dead and seated him on his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in which is to come. He says, but we all put all things under his foot. And give him to be head over all things of the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And we're going to head into Philippians 4, 14 through 20. And it says, nevertheless, you have done well that you have shared in my distress. Now, the Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, that when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me, restoring giving and receiving, but only, only you. It says, for even in Thessalonica, that you sent aid once and, and again for my necessities. Is not that I, I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds in your account. It says, indeed, I have all and abound, but I am full, having received from Papaditus the things sent from you. It says, a sweet-smelling incense or aroma is an acceptable sacrifice. It is well-pleasing to God. It says, and my God will shall supply all your needs according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It says, Now in our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And what the Lord is saying tonight is he doesn't really need our stuff. But he said he already has everything in heaven that he needs. But he wants you, he's an all-sufficient God. And he created all things in his image and we, so we could have fellowship with him. And the thing he's saying is he wants us to take a, be in that same place where he's at right now. And he, he wants us to learn to receive for tonight and for the rest of our lives. And the key, what he's saying tonight is, is God doesn't need, he doesn't need our money. He doesn't need anything that we have. But if we ask you to give the best of you, he wants, he wants our hearts. That's the best he wants from us. It's all, all we have. He wants to give us all of our hearts, not parts, the whole thing. I mean, when God made us, he made us in his image. 
And he's looking at it. He's like, he loved us that much. He gave us life through Jesus so we could make it through to him and, and to the heavens. And he wants us to be with him dearly. So he wants us to give us all. And the thing is, in, um, in Mark 12, 41 through 44, and this is when Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Since here many people put in large amounts, and a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. And this is when Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their supply. But she, as poor as she is, she has given everything she had to live on. And there are three points that Jesus showing here. He says, Jesus wants your heart. He wants the deepest part of you. He wants to have fellowship with you. And the second point, he says the reason why most people don't have supernatural events in their lives is because they don't understand giving and receiving interactions. It has to happen with your heart. And it so says the supernatural events are spiritual. They're not physical. Because everything starts in the spirit realm. And the third point is, when you worship, you're telling God that you're handling everything over to him. It says we are giving all of our worship to him. And it says that most people, you know, they're not receiving and knowing that God is giving, he, he wants to give back. So the Lord enjoys us giving to him the hearts, but he wants to give more. He wants to show you more what's going on with him. What's going on? He wants to show you the deepest part of him, what's going on in, in the heavens. So he wants you to give you the revelation and knowledge, but he wants to show you every part of him, yeah. the deepest parts. And this is his desire, the love, the love he has. He doesn't want us to, to mess out of anything. So in Psalms 139.16, says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. It says, Now that you walk your life out here on the earth, you have to focus on the things that are above. It says, Here where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, not just on the earthly and cardinal things. It says here, once you give all of your heart and your life to Jesus, he's going to want to give back to you. He's wanting you to yield and let the Holy Spirit show you some of the plans that he has for you. See, there's times in my own life, even before I came into the church, not caring of the world, but he had a plan. He had to make sure I, I knew that plan. So he sent his son directly to, to me. And he spoke straight out 
I want you to see Pastor Sam. Audible. And I had no mistake, I knew who Pastor Sam was. He's the same guy that knocked on my door for years. And that's, that's, how, that's how he wanted it to be for me, not to miss out on anything. He wanted my heart. But I needed to know how to use my heart. I had no idea what love was, true love, not love of the world. But he changed it. Yes. So we're going to 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14. So it says, But as it was written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. So the things which God has prepared for those who love me. But God has said, revealed them to us through the Spirit. But for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man, which is in him. And it says, even so, one, one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. It says, now we have received, but, but not the Spirit of, of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things we have been freely given to use by God. And this is what these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which is of the Holy Spirit teaches. It's this comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolish to them, nor can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. And the two points, Lord's point here says you can you know, give worship and receive revelation. But when you seek the kingdom and its righteousness, all things are added up to you. And the second point, Lord, showing is if you need a breakthrough, you have to see that after you, you give to God. But he is a rewarder. He wants you to have that breakthrough tonight, yes. right now, this very second. Yes. 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 Mm. And Hebrews 11.6 says here, Without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who, who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the thing is, when you diligently seek him, you have to realize that he wants to come and reward you. He's a great giver. And the character of Jesus Christ and his followers are like this. He says, when you seek him, you're going to find him. And he wants you to find him. And when you knock, the door is going to open. And the thing is, this is what God, you know, God needs our love, and he needs us to adore him. He needs us to tell him how, how thankful we really are. And when he displayed this when worship was taking place, because he, he loved it, and, he, and his, his appearance came down. He was here, and he loves this place so much.
if even his son comes down and walks in this church. Because this is the only church I've ever been in actually seen him walk through. That's, that's amazing. Numerous times. And Second Peter 1, uh, 3 through 11. And everything we, we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been you know, deposited in us by his divine power. For all his was lavished upon us through the richest experiences of knowing him, he has called us by name, invited us to him to come through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. This here, as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the, you know, the power of, of those you know, tremendous promises you can uh, experience, but it's a partnership with the divine nature by which you have you know, escaped corrupt you know, desires that are of the world. And what he's saying is you devote yourselves to lavishly you know, supplementing our faith with goodness. And to goodness, add understanding and to understanding, add the strength of self-control. And to self-control, add patience, endurance. And to patient endurance, add good, you know, godliness. And to godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters. And to mercy towards others, may they add unending love. And it says, since these virtues are, you know, already planted deep within, and you process them, you know, abundant supply, and it will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your, you know, the, in the pursuit of knowing that Jesus is more, more and more. But it says, if you, if anyone lacks these things, you know, he is blind essentially closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence or his past sins had been washed away. The thing is, for this reason, beloved ones, he said, be eager to conform and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. And he's very proud of that, every one of you. He calls you by name. And if those things will never stumble as a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs your you know, triumphal entrance into the eternal kingdom of Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Man, he's a... <laughs> and it says, everything you will ever need has already been deposited to you. Because you need to receive from God that he has already given you. Mm. Yes, I love that. Mm. And he's saying, too, there's no you know, poverty or sickness in heaven. And that's the thing, we have that same power here. 
to take out poverty and sickness. And this is what Jesus said. He goes, prayer, therefore, like this, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, it will be done as on earth as is in heaven. And that's Matthew 6, 9 through 10. And the Lord says when we pray, we are you know, praying to receive the kingdom into the realm that already is in heaven. Because it's not just about giving and continuing you know, to pray, but there is to come... This is the switch where you start to receive the word of God because it becomes ignited deep and within you. It has to do with your relationship. And her earlier was, is anybody could be religious, but it's the relationship that he wants. I mean, I was religious taking off school. And it was, and he fixed that, you know. Years later, I went back to school. And it was the most reading I ever did in my life. <laughs> but I thank the, you know, God for that. You know, it's, He opened up a whole other world. And He wants us to grasp the reality that what you need is a life has already been given to you. And it says, don't judge it by the mental realm. Judge it by the Spirit of God and by the fact that the Word of God cannot lie to you. There's, yes, and there's many times the enemy will try to make you stumble. Did he really say that? Did he really mean that? I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> yes. And this is the thing. You know, people have you know, mocking circumstances. As you know, in your heart that God is not going doing these things to you, but they are happening. See, the overthrow is coming to start to happen when you yield your heart. As you start to shift, the devil that's harassing you start to lose their grip yeah. on you. This is yeah. when you know who you really are. Yeah. And this is when you start to gripping on to the word and understanding it's it's awesome. And it says all your circumstances start to change because you start to shift in your spirit, in your heart. You start to receive and yield to God. Yes. And the thing is, you know, I'm going to go back in the mid-90s where uh, I wasn't back in the church yet, but the Lord still spoke to me. And I was moved into a certain house out the valley, which I should never have been in. And he just spoke, he says, Why? Why are you doing this? And I didn't say nothing. And uh, it wasn't until years later he came out. That's when he asked me to go back. But there's times, you know, he, he will wake us up and speak to us. And there's many times you read it in the Bible, visions, dreams. And it literally just shows up, knocks on your door, walks in, hey man, it's time to roll. And that's what he, that's, that's the love. And the key points the Lord has, he says, God is bigger and he is bigger than, you, than we are. And it says here, he gave him, he gave us his heart. But he says right now, and he give him everything that is bothering you. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And that's First Peter 5, 7. 
And the second point he's showing us is he wants to give to us, but he wants us to discern that he is a good God. And it says here, a pitfall for believers is that they judge God by their circumstances. Discern that God is a good God, that he, he wants to do good things for you. But John 10.10 10 is shown, the thief does come not to, except to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life, that they may have more abundantly. And the Lord's saying, if, is, is there, if there is killing, stealing, and destroying going in your life, you have to label it as being the enemy. And it's not God. Because there's many times Satan tries to flip-flop it around. And it says here, Jesus came to give you life, and more abundantly, but it says that the good thing is the abundant things come from God, and you have to label it as that. And the third point is, is here, Jesus is your sole provision. And he is everything you'll ever need. He wants to give to you more than you're willing to receive. And this is where we need to be willingly more. And it says here, whatever that you feel like you need or want in your life, God wants to give even more. He wants you to give him more than... There's, he'll show you points. He'll show you visions. But the, in the beginning, when I came back into church, he showed me certain things, but not like now, because I don't think I could have handled it back then, because I wasn't really settled in the Word yet. But you know, I knew he was alive. But then, but once I more I got into the Word, the more I grasped onto it, the more I really understood that he he's a caring God, but he's He's one who loves to give. And the thing is, this is, you know, we need to yield and receive from heaven. Because when we allow our hearts to open up, and we're thankful, you know, to the Heaven Father of what he has done for us. And we need to recognize this every day of our life. If something good happens to us, make sure we, you know, we... Remember to acknowledge him for, you know, in our ways, you know, and thank him what, what took place. And the thing is, is when something bad, you know, like stealing, killing, and destroying happens in your life, label it as the enemy and rebuke him and tell him not to touch whoever anymore again. So we we. we Rebuke him now in the name of Jesus, this foul foe. Yes. And the thing is, Lord God, you know, because there's an aroma when you sacrifice that leaves you, you're being, it actually leaves us, and it goes to heaven. And our, our Father, he basked in that aroma. He loves it. And that's the thing is, then that's when he sends his angels down to minister to us. And the thing is, the heavenly realm is bigger and stronger than this realm. Yeah. And it's shown here, it was, we don't judge God by this realm, but we judge God by his word. 
So we're heading to John 1, 10 through 13. And it says here, And he was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. And it said, And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the, you know, the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. See, God, he, he gave us the authority to be this, the sons of God on this earth. And the thing is, if you are related to God because of the blood of the covenant, you have been adopted. And you have this, you know, the spirit of adoption in us. He has a great plan. Yes. And in, the, in Romans 8.15, it says here, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the, the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the Lord is showing four points on this. He's saying, you are the beneficiary of a good God who's all-powerful. And he said he could take care of everything that you're going through right now. He said it's more above receiving what, we, what he has said. He says we have become children of God. He says we have been given authority. And we will, you know, we will be what God has asked us to, to be in this earth if we will receive it. And, and God gave us his only son, Jesus. It says now we need to receive the benefits of what, allowing God to enforce the covenant of our lives. But the thing is, the fourth point that says the atmosphere around you has to get out of your way because you're a child of God. And the thing is, we, we, we speak it daily when you, before you go to bed, even when you get up or even when you're driving. Yeah. Speak it out. Yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah. You don't belong in my way. Yeah. Yes. Because what I'm seeing is, you know, it's like a, a road worker with a stop sign. This is what this foul foe wants to do, wants to try to stop us getting to a point where we need to be. And this is he doesn't have the authority. Right, right, right. So he can't stop us no matter what. He, we can't, he can't tell us to yield. So let's... So we're heading to John 1, 12. It's here, but to as many as did receive and walk in him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe in his, uh, his name. And the, the Lord has points here. He says, God wants to display his glory through you. And you're to separate from the world as you're not going to fit in here. Right. I, I got to tell you this. Since I've been back in the church in 98, you know, the gang I used to hang with, 
I ran into them not too long ago. And uh, I said, his name was Joe. I said, you remember years ago you asked me what happened? I said, well, I went back to church in 98, and uh, I had to make a move. It's either the world or, or God. And uh, he put me in it back in the mountains for 20 years so I can be with him to understand who he really was. That I could not be in the gang I used to be with. Played the, the bar scene and parties because he was the other guitar player and the stuff we were playing wasn't the greatest stuff. It's not, it's not like we're playing now. See, it took me a while to get the worship, you know, I was so used to playing metal. And it's like, it's okay, I can slow down. <laughs> but, but I gave my testimony how Jesus came to me and took me away from these things. He took the prodigal and took him out of the, out of the, out of the slop. Because when you're in the slop, you eat the world's stuff, and it's not good. So the thing is, this is a fallen world. Things happen to all of us. But if, you know, if something bad does happen, don't judge God by what's happening. Judge God by what you know of His Word, and the Spirit, you know, confirms that by participating in the divine nature. While we are here on the earth, we are participating in the covenant. So the more and more we receive from God, the more and more our hearts want to give. And the thing is, you know, the Holy Spirit wants us to have communication with them. And he's the key. Because, you know, when Jesus said, when I'm leaving, I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit here to comfort us, to set us places where we need to be. And he's the one we need to talk to. And he's the one, you know, sets us straight if he has to. So we're heading to Second Peter 1, um, 2 through 4. And it says here, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through those you may be you know, partakers of divine nature. It says here, having escaped the corruption that is in you, in the world, you know, through lust. And the thing is, we have to learn to receive. And the thing is, Jesus, you know, he, he, he existed before the, the foundations of the world. And it was already planned for him to die on the cross. And the thing is, he, he wants us to let us know again, there's books written about us in heaven. The Father, he's happy to, to, to pick them up and read. He's like, man, he's at this point now where 
he finally graduated again. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know, I can see him snickering and laughing, you know, it's like, but yeah. <laughs> and the angels chilled, he did it. Yes. <laughs> so we're heading to Psalms 139.16. And it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life is recorded in, in your book. Is every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And 139.5 in Psalms says, it says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. It says, in the kindness, you, you, know, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. It says, which are you hand of love you know, upon my life? Is you impart a blessing to me? And the thing is, guard, you know, God is guarding us. As he has gone to the future and prepared you know, the path for us, he also went behind and protected us from the past. As your God is in both, you know, your past and your future, all this was written before you were even born. And when I was reading this earlier, it reminded me of the two accidents I was in years ago. The one we ripped out a, a rear end of a car, survived, got out and walked. We were back in high school when this took place. Then the next one, the next car I was in, it was actually, we rolled it. It was a Volkswagen. And it was totally, I was sitting in the back seat and the thing was just totally crushed. And again, the Lord was there. We actually, the door, we were able to open up the doors and walk out. And, you know, it's, and at that time, I wasn't thinking of anything like that. I said, wow, that was pretty cool. But, you know, it, but it really wasn't. And through the years, you know, just thanking the Father, you know, I said, any time I could have, I could have gone. And I didn't give my life to him. And I could have been sitting in another place where I shouldn't have been. Because it was only designed for the devil. And not for us. And, this, you know, the thing is, when Jesus came down and walked on this earth, he said he always existed. He was there with, you know, with the Father, and when he came down, he only came down, he came to buy us. He only came down to walk in the flesh for, you know, it says 33 years to show us how he, you know, what to do and how he did it. But then he, he bought us back, and he went back to his Father, and it says here when he, he went back to the Father, he said he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And this is when we said we, we have to receive the Holy Spirit when we are born again. It says if you have not you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to baptize you in the fullness. So I'm, I'm asking that for right now. I'm praying for that right now for those who don't understand you know, the speaking in tongues or receiving, but those who don't interpret. I'm asking right now for the Holy Spirit to have his way here tonight. 
Because even myself, getting back into the church, I'm driving to work, and my, my chef's is literally on fire, and all of a sudden it started spewing out. And that's how it worked for me. So the Holy Spirit, he, he came through. The interpretations came like a month or two later for me. But it could come sooner. But that's, that's what the Lord desires as well for those who don't understand the, the tongues, but, but to interpret it. And the thing is, when we start to yield to the Spirit so we can be baptized, you went to the fullness, but that's the, that's the awesome part. Yeah. And with the Lord's, you know, the keys says the Holy Spirit is wanting to enforce the covenant that Jesus cut you in with his blood. Yeah. And the second point the Lord's shown is that God, he needs our love. He needs to, us to adore him. He needs us to tell him how thankful we really are. And this is a, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit existed before the worlds were even formed. And the fourth one, it says here, we need to receive Jesus and discern who he really is. And this is the relationship he really wants us to dig in deeper. And what he's shown to me was I had to get rid of the music I played to come closer. I had to quit playing and get rid of some of the things I had in the house. The more I did that, then he noticed I, I trusted him. And uh, he kept on saying, get rid of this, get, get rid of that. Worldly items, idols. And this is where he wants us to be, to cut out, cut a lot of these things out. He'll show you. But it says here, when we become a child of God, that we have to, you know, we have a birthright. We have an inheritance. We gain everything that God has. And this is what the Lord wants. He still, he wants us to have that relationship, a deeper relationship. But he has a deep relationship with his son. And that's the equivalent that he wants us to have for him. We're going to go into Romans uh, 12 too. And it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is, you know, your mind is not saved like your spirit is in the you know, born-again experience. But the thing is, we have to develop our minds. And it says we have to renew it by the word of God daily. And the thing is, that's when we get into it, we transform our minds. And it says our body is limited because of the fallen world. But your spirit inside of you is in our body. But you have a mind. The spiritual part of you has no limitations. So your spirit is willing to do everything. He wants you to jump up, shout, dance, sing to the Lord. And that's, that's what he wants. 
And the thing is, when God you know, he gave us a certificate, right? He gave you a birthright. That birthright is eternal. But it's also spiritual. It says everything inside of you is activated by the Holy Spirit. And what he's saying is as you allow the Holy Spirit to come through you, he starts to develop your faith. And you start seeing manifestations. And it says you don't you know, live by the manifestations, but, but we live by faith in the Son of, of, the Son of God. And, but the thing is, the manifestations are going to happen. The Holy Spirit wants to express himself through, through you. But you're going to start to live in a place where you have to start to see things the Spirit's way, how he wants it. He wants you to start to have favor like never before. He loves to see favor. Because every one of you is favorite. He wants you. He wants the best for you. We're going to go into John 4, 24. And it says here, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the point's here. So we activate our spirit being in faith. We raise our hands and we sing praises with our mouths. The second point is here that the Holy Spirit wants to bust the, the devil's chains that has been put on you. Hmm. What I'm seeing now is, is the chain, some of the chains he has is on, on some of the parts of people. I saw the heart, but I saw that you know, some of it was stone and some of it was flesh, but it was mainly stone. But that, that chain, he got, him, he got him tied up living a lie. So we, we bind and we break this foulness right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We, we break this chain that's on these people's hearts, Father. Even those who are watching, Father, that this chain is done. We bind and we break this foul foe, these lies. And we bind the spirit of intimidations right now, Father. In the name of Jesus. Yes. And the thing is, the Holy Spirit wants to break the powers that are working against you. The Holy Spirit, he is the forcer of the covenant. And the Holy Spirit wants us to yield to him and let him pray through us. And the thing is, there must be an exchange in this realm. It says when you do, do things, you do them by faith in the Son of God. It said it's a spiritual thing that happens first. Then there's a manifestation that comes after that it, it's in this realm. But you start in your spirit. Then you have to speak. And the thing is, we, we, we acknowledge God in all of our ways. And the thing is, he, and he'll direct you in your paths. And that's Proverbs 3, 6. And said he's going to allow you to go into the supernatural. And he is the one who's going to put you there, you know, to put you to death in the misdeeds of this body. But you need to turn your mind off and start focusing on the word of God. And he's saying is your body wants, wants to do you know, spiritual things 
because it's not spiritual. Because your body wants to, wants to do the worldly thing. The thing is, your body doesn't participate when you pray in the Spirit or when you believe God. I sense the Holy Spirit. It is something that happens inside your heart. Your heart says it, but your mind does not comprehend it. See, when I, when I first got back in the church again, praying, you know, and started reading I didn't understand warfare either because the more I dug in the word, things were happening wasn't right. And I understand why things were going wrong. And because uh, when I started listening to Christian music, you know, Striper was like one of the first ones I started listening to. But the more I played them, it's like all of a sudden it was like this attack came. So I, was, I shut it off. I was like, Couple of days, nothing happened. Plug it back in. Things started acting up. And I'm realizing now, you know, it's Pastor Sam. It's an attack. You have to understand that what you're under. You're a new Christian. Now the devil hates your guts because <laughs> he had me for years. And it's and that was the thing. Music was my thing, and you know, I, I liked metal and. Striper was like one of the first ones, but then I understood the, the attack when I changed my mind, renewed it. Yeah. I went, you know, wanted to go the, do the right thing, but the enemy will try to do his thing to, to turn you around. But we have the power to shut him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says here in, in Romans uh, 12, 2, it says here, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And we're heading into uh, John 3, 3 through 5. And it says here, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then this says, what do you mean? Explained Nicodemus. He says, how can an old man go back into the mother's womb and be born again? And this is when Jesus said, he replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. As this here, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to supernatural life. Yeah. As this here, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Is when the Holy Spirit moves on people, it affects them. It says here, the Spirit of God is, is someone who is within you that transforms you spiritually, but you don't see him. It says here, the power of God is always wanting to manifest you know, through you in our lives, no matter 
what you're going through, the Spirit of God is wanting to manifest you and uh, manifest in front of you. But he's, he's blowing on you right now. In the time of, of him blowing on you, you have to realize that in your mind has to go to the, the Word of God in order to grasp the spiritual things. Because what it's saying here is because your mind is not you know, going to understand how can you feel you know, the wind of God blowing on you? But your body does not understand the spiritual things either. So your body is going to want you to do something you know, physical because it does not understand spiritual things. And the thing is, the key is we need to allow the Spirit of God to cause you to, to be born again. And it says here you need to live that out. And your spiritual life is, you know, becoming, your spiritual life is because the Spirit of God is in you. He's in your life. But he's enforcing the covenant he is, you know, from your existent life here. So with the Father we have, he's, he's awesome. And he wants the best. And the thing is, you know, when we get into, to read the Word of God, and we go to church, you hear people speak. And if, you know, we have great speakers, Dr. Fiona and the Apostle, Doug. The Lord spoke to me the other day. He called him Apostle Doug. I said, that's fitting. And I said, if God speaks to you during your prayer time, if you're not careful, you will miss out on what God is actually saying. Yeah. As to you, because you are, you know, interpreting it according to what your own understanding. But if you are, you know, interpreting it according to the, the physical realm, when God speaks, He speaks in the spirit of being, and when He speaks, your spirit. But if you want to receive from God, you have to receive from him, from your heart, from the spirit. It's all part of you. That's what I have. Praise God. That was awesome, wasn't it? It was rich. You know what? Thank you, Pastor Nelson. Yes. One of the things I wanted to point out to us is the covenant for the believer is for every believer. So anything, anyone that is a believer has been able to receive from the word of God, we can have it too. We all have the same document of inheritance. So in other words, you know, when someone dies and they pass on the will and they have different things written in the will for different people, the will of God for the believer is the exact same for every believer. So we all get all the benefits, like it belongs to us. It's just we're all, we're all discovering it. So somebody else might have discovered something in the will that you never heard of. And you go, wait a minute, that belongs to me. I want it too. <laughs> That's how we have to look at this. Whenever we hear a testimony, whenever we hear the word of God preached to us, from a different person, when we're reading it, when we're, when we're seeing results in somebody else's life that's a believer, we must realize that's for me too. 
because I have the same will. The same document that was written for them that they got it from, I have that same document. How come I never saw that before? You see? So that's what, how we, we should grab this. When you were talking, the thing that I love was that choreographed victory thing. I could just see God had already, like, God has designed a dance routine for my victorious entrance <laughs> to everything. That's how I saw it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, let's, let's cue the dance. She's got this one. She figured out this inheritance. Let's get a dance. You know, isn't that awesome? So it's not based on your, you know, yes, the spiritual maturity part comes in in that we, we get it because we're mature, like we understand it. But honestly, you could have had it from the first day, the second you were born again. It was all yours. We're just all discovering it. So I just say, if you heard a testimony by somebody that some they had to deal with and they got through it and it worked fine, and you're like, hey, I get that. Too. That's in my document, too. That's how we have to start looking at this. Amen. And that's how we have the unity of the body, because we're all reading the same document. It's the same thing. <laughs> God is patient with us to like allow us to figure it out. You know, like, OK, they don't you know, like you were saying when you were just born again, he couldn't show you know, you couldn't grasp everything he's telling you now. That's the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. Well, were you blessed tonight? Amen. Let's stand together as we pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you gave us Jesus and that he secured the purchase for our souls, that he bought us back and we accepted the bill of sale. We accepted it. We accepted everything that he's done for us. And we still accept it tonight, Lord. And I pray that all of us, as we leave here, every person in the sound of my voice, they will start to discover the things that you've written in your will for them that they might not have seen, that it's time for them to receive from. And Lord, we just thank you that you will give us more and more revelation as we start to read the will of your word and see it for our own lives that we have qualified because of Jesus. We have just inherited this huge, this huge inheritance that we can partake of father. So we thank you for it. And I pray that this word will keep growing in us. Our eyes of understanding will be open. And father, we pray protection for pastor Doug, for strength, for blessing him, father, that the blessing upon his life grows and multiplies there. And he's a blessing to your body in India and wherever else he travels to father and his journey back, that he's a blessing representing the kingdom. And we thank you for your angels that protect and guard and keep him and minister to him. Father, in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you guys back here on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pastor Doug should be back. That's the plan. Amen. God bless you.